tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Ferdinand Larcher III will be joining us soon. We missed you last week. Lots of things have happened in the fantasy football world and in the world, real football world. The NFL, of course, is what I'm talking about. I see my partner. I think you can hear me now. Can you hear me now, partner? All right, then I'm going to bring you on in here. I'm going to bring you right on in. Hang on a second, let me have a drink Then I'll bring you right in Hey, there he is The one, the only Whoa, whoa, I gotta see Oh, opening up again Is that stone cold over there? Well, we are live at the Sports Attic It's a Tuesday night We're coming at you from Chicago, Illinois Tons to talk about NFL, fantasy football, DraftKings. Good evening, sir. How you doing? Ugh, I just had a beer and I hate beer. Yeah, what are you? I, so what are you drinking beer for? I see that. Because I went I, last weekend. I ordered a fancy pizza from the really fancy pizza place, and, and because it's a hipster pizza place, they had hipster beers. So, and I was like, well, I'll grab one with the pizza, and it was it was decent, you know. When in Rome. Yeah. So so I went so I was at the grocery store today and by God don't go to a grocery store two days before Christmas you you, you got to go at like ten a.m. that's what I did today but you're working you're a working man I'm gonna avoid that so it makes more sense yeah I think I yelled at a a, a mentally challenged person too so Ooh. I'm like the Grinch 
do, do you go in there like thinking I'm going to be the Grinch here or something just happens? It's crazy. No, it's some, act. Masks are on everywhere. Happened. I didn't realize she was, you know, the mask on. You don't know anymore. And right. I snapped about something else. And uh, there was a mentally challenged dude who was bagging the stuff. Yeah. And he like calmed me down. He's like, sir, it's okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, buddy, it's okay. But then I realized the, the lady who was checking me out, I think was also a little slow and I wasn't yelling at her. I was yelling at the lady in front of me, but I think she felt like I was yelling at her. So I just, I mean, just horrible. It's a horrible way to start Christmas. Yeah. I, I yeah. The Grinch. No, that'll happen Al uh, at the grocery. I've, I've been to stores the last two days, uh, just trying to get it done in the morning time because I had made the mistake of going in the afternoon. I went over to, to target in the afternoon on Monday and it was just, it was packed like a weekend. And I forgot that that's what this weekend is this week. It's like that there, you know, like everything's just busy as hell. Today, I ended up over at the Walmart. Coming outside, the Walmart down on Diversity near Cicero here had a full band playing. And they had a little bucket there, and I went and I threw five bucks in it, and it kind of just looked like it was their garbage. But maybe maybe that was their their ploy, like, oh, no, we we don't have a tip jar out here, Walmart. It's just we're doing this for free, but I I threw them five bucks. Well, then I went to the Jewels after that. And I walked out, and there's a guy ringing the Salvation Army thing, and I just walked right by him. Oh, like, that guy gives you eye contact, too. I don't like that. Oh, and they always try to say hi to you. Yeah. They, they, they're like, hi, how you doing? And it's like, oh, you're trying to engage. I get it. No no problem. Yeah. I'm not the guy with the gold coins, all right? My yeah, Uncle Gene once it. told me that that's what he did when he was ringing the bell. He goes, it's always about eye contact and saying hi. And he, you know, God rest his soul. Rest in peace. You know, when I worked on the radio, of course, I rang the bell. Oh, yeah, you did. And what was your game plan? Don't bother anybody? Just ring the Show fucking up bell? So people see me ringing the bell, so I look like a good guy for the ratings. So no eye contact needed. No effort needed. It was so a- I'd be like, hey, ring, ring, hello, Big Al Archer, WACF, uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Did you have a sign that said Al Archer ringing for Salvation Army or no? No, like the, the I talked about it on the radio. The van was probably out front, and I probably had a, a company uh, polo uh, on. Did you see I made us a sign? No, oh, wow. Yeah, it's very, Bob Dylan over here. Very official. Bob Dylan. It's, it's Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I did a promo for us earlier where I just did this. But now we're on. Yeah. Now we're yeah, on. Yeah, you are. You, yeah. You're the Bob Dylan of uh, sports podcast. Right, right, right. Oh, I forgot we have the widescreen behind us now, even when we're both on the screen. All right. Oh wow, right. guys! Uh, we're uh, we're broadcasting all over the place tonight. We're on Twitter via Periscope. We're on Facebook Live. We're on Twitch. We've joined the Twitch kids now. So uh, leave a message in any of those places, and we'll talk to you. Or if you want to call in the old-fashioned way, the, the, pick up the phone, dial yeah, up, dial up on your rotary. Al Archer's a radio guy. You, we can just turn off our screens if you'd like. I don't know how that works, or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, give us a call seven six zero four five four eight eight three four seven six zero. Four five four eight eight three four. Well, I just noticed that uh, the main slate this week is a game short. So, you know what that means? I just saved 15 minutes of research time. I'm very excited about that. Do you have to do 15 minutes of research per game? Is that what, what you, you factor in? Mm, I mean, just just reading the breakdown of the game is about 15 minutes, yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I do... And I probably do at least 10 to 15 hours a week of fantasy. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm not judging your 
to read about the game that's coming up. So you, you analyze every game a little bit yes. as you're doing it, right? Anything on the main slate, I analyze everything. Yeah. Price points, uh, game breakdown, matchups. Yep. Everything. Yeah. And then, then start buying. And as many of uh, the loyal listeners know, uh, you, you are the draft king. Over the years, you've, you've, you've had many big wins. Most recently, a few weeks back, you won 15K. Right. Um, yeah. In the course of my career, I've uh, I've won thirty thousand. I've lost ten. I've made a profit of twenty. Okay. I started with two hundred dollars. Never looked back. Two hundred bucks in. Never deposited anything. I just kept going, bro. Wait, what? Would you say you're in the green right now? Twenty thousand. Yep. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You've pretty done good. All right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, for the bankroll you got, like you put two hundred in, you turn that into twenty grand. I'd say it's really damn good. Nice work. Jesus. Rygar, don't eat that. Stop. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now it's going to be one of those shows, isn't Where's it? Where's the laser pointer? Here. It's going to be one of those shows where the Look kids in the pets interrupt. You know, Hazel interrupted our show one time, and I got a lot of hell. Now that you got yourself a cat over there, you got a cat. His name's Rygar. Her name, Claire. Her, her name. she's Rygar. How, I know it's not the most feminine name, but you know what? It's her name. I think it's fine. What? What? Who? Are, what are we going to say about names? You, of course. I think that your cat's name is fine. You've always told me that my daughters, that you you think that one of their names is fine. Right. You like one of their names, but not the other. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Bye, guy. You want to come say hi? We huh? did spend time on the show a couple weeks back. Looking up litter boxes, and uh, here comes Rygar. You said that it was hard to find to find a cat these days. There's the cat. That's a beautiful cat. Look at the stripes. It's like a tiger. Oh, hi, buddy. Hey, Rygar. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. 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 Oh, she's talking to you now. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Some nights I end up on on YouTube, and I ended up watching cats swimming. I swear to yeah. God. Like I don't know how it happens. It just. Have happens. you ever done uh, cats and bananas? No. What? Oh, 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 the cucumbers. Have you tried it yet? Now that you have a cat. Well, you you know like you don't want to do it with your own cat. It's funny when it's other people. Yeah, that's cats. true. That is true. You don't want to scare your own cat. But I know? I also think like you don't scare somebody else's cat because that's an asshole move, right? Like with kids, so I'm going to compare my kid to your cat a lot apparently here because uh, with my kids it was always eating a lime or taking a bite of onion, and you want to see that reaction. Yeah, but that's healthy. With the pickle, it just they jump right. Yeah, they jump. They they, they, see, they basically process What do they think it, it is? They think it's a snake. Okay. All right. But it's not... Wow, it's so small. It's a lot smaller than a snake. Like, I can imagine if it's a a toy snake or something that you throw out there, right? A cucumber. A cucumber is yeah. pretty big. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair. Fair. That'll I work. mean, look, we didn't all grow up in Kirkland with that massive, apparently massive garden snakes uh, rolling around. Gardener snakes. Yeah, gardener snakes. Yeah, garden snakes. Gar- garden snakes. Gardener. I think they're gardeners. Did you have? Did you ever come upon water moccasins where you grew up, or were you too city? Water mo- moccasins are the poisonous one around us out out in Kirkland. 
Clark, I grew up on the shores, on the banks of the Des Plaines River. I'm practically Huckleberry Finn. So, oh, you are not Huckleberry. I grew up on the Kishwaukee River, my friend. And if you grew up on the Des Plaines River, let me tell you something about the Kishwaukee River. You would call it a stream or like a runoff. Like it, yeah. it, it, it's a creek to you. But the Kishwaukee River is where you went to, uh, to canoe, to fish off of that canoe, scared shitless by water moccasins when you were a kid, and to drink beers. I think I played in a lot of drainage ditches as well, thinking they were uh, rivers. Oh, yeah. You know, you, we didn't know. Yeah, they were behind people's houses. You would just you would sure. play water in them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? Who knows? Ah, oh, man. Larcher, buddy, I'm glad to hear that the cat thing is happening and uh, things things appear to be well there. Any any big issues? Well, that litter box is bullshit, Clark. The one that oh, cleans itself. Oh, man. It. Damn it. So what it does is it's got like a giant electronic. So the cat poops in it. Uh-huh. And then this giant rake, this metal rake, like 20 minutes later comes and it's a it sifts through the sand and it pushes the shit forward and then puts it in this box and then you never have to deal with it. Well, what they don't tell you is the shit sticks to the fucking metal thing and suddenly you've got a giant wall of shit. Um. Cleaning it is worse than just cleaning a regular kitty box. I don't know. Maybe. It's, uh, I generally just leave the shit on the rake until I can figure out how to, you know. I, in time, I'll, I'll process it. All right. Maybe we didn't spend high enough. Maybe maybe spend that $599 yeah. on it. With that. Maybe, maybe the $600 shit box, the shit house for a cat is the way to go. If you know. have any tips on cats, give us a call at 760-454-8834 or leave a comment on the chat line there in Twitch, on the Facebook stream, on the comments there, or if you're listening uh, later via podcast, uh, shoot us a message at Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter, L-A-R-C-H-E-R-L-O-R-E-N-S-E-N. And if you want to call and talk some fantasy football, we'd love to hear how you finished in your league. Uh, Clark, Clark has a big smile on his face what? this year because he's, he's doing well. I wasn't going to bring anything up. But, I, had I, mean, great, if you wanted... I had a great season last year. I think I, I finished 80% of the leagues I was in, I, I made it to the championship game. I only ended up winning 60% of those. Uh, so this year I decided to play the high stakes, and uh, I won in the high stakes. So maybe next year you can join me in the high stakes and, and stop with this local stuff. Well, here's the thing, my friend. You know, I – um. I I went down from five games last year. Al, six forty-five. Time to wake up to go to work. Uh, I uh, I downsized to three, and I'm currently in three championship games. Um, well, actually, one one of them's over. Al, your your league. I don't know. Were you gonna? I mean, my team. They they are who we thought they were. You know. Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. Yeah, look at we, you. They're what you, we uh... thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. But see, That's why we took I... the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then Whoa. crown their ass. Crown their ass. Crown his ass. But they are who no. we thought they were. There you go. Oh, wait, we got to play this. We let him off the hook. We let him off the hook. 
That's the best part. We let him off the hook. Oh, rest in peace, Danny Green. Well, one of one of the great moments in Bears history. Then. Let's see. I was in. Well, let's do the math then, because I know you you like bragging about your leagues there. I mean, if you I, want to do the math, I, I mean, we don't have to brag about anything. We can just discuss how it came down to uh, in the semifinal. It was that. Uh, it was the, when Lamar Jackson came back from uh, either going to the restroom or the cramps that he had, and he threw the very first play. It was fourth down, and he comes running back out in the first place. He throws it to Hollywood Brown, and I had Hollywood Brown, and I needed every inch of those points. It was like a 50-yard touchdown pass. pass. That's worth, what, about 11, 11 points in itself, and I needed every single one of those points. I won by about .3 points Wow! to get to the final. And this is in your league, of course. In the final, man, the way that you split up the money, the champion gets three fifty. Second place takes seventy. Yeah, that's right. Ten. So it's thirty-five dollar entry. Uh, so ten people pay the champion. Two people place pay second best. Look, you get second place, you double your money. Shut up. You should be happy about it. You know, first place, you're a champion. Holy you're a super. God. Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers the second place Super Bowl winners. Uh, people who lose in the Super Bowl, they don't brag about it. They move on with their life. They sell insurance on TV on the weekends. But when you win a championship, you should be paid. And that's what my league is all about. So congratulations on winning it. How much is Ross's league? I'm trying to figure out my math there. I think it's 25, Ross's 25. league is. And uh, I did want to discuss how uh, there, there's something that, that you've been on to for a while. And uh, you've been discussing, and uh, and I, I would have to say that, uh, to a point, I do agree with you when it comes to fantasy football payouts. So in the Ross League, which I'm in the championship game this coming week, week 16 of the NFL, which is where most of them are held. Congratulations. Thank you. Why is your held, yours held two weeks earlier, Al? Do you, do you know? Was that as Yeah, season? because I want to I I pay people out by Christmas. <sighs> You looked. You looked at the schedule and you said, "I got to pay these guys." Actually, well, I, I thank you for that. Week sixteen. Well, I think people want the money by Christmas. Number one, week sixteen sometimes turns into bullshit. You'll have a team that might that's either done and tanking or they're pulling players. You know, there's a good chance, for example, um, Kansas City pulls their starters by halftime right. this Sunday. Like that's something you got to consider. I don't think your championship game should should have that kind of element to it. So, I like being done by fifteen. Okay. Look, FFPC, my the big money league I was in was finished by week thirteen, and that was fantastic. That felt good being done. Oh wow, that is great. The uh, the one where you you scored yourself about fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, fifteen. So I just did the math: seven sixty in profit this year. So I'm happy on year long. Year long, you're seven sixty plus. Yeah, because um, I did two. I only had four teams this year: two locals, my league, and Ross's league, and then two FFPC leagues. They were three fifty each. So, okay. so mine so, was so mine was thirty five and twenty five. I put uh, I put sixty on the line. Uh, the other league was a family league, and this year we never collected dues, so I don't think I win anything. So I just kind of went along oh, with wow. it because it was family. But uh, so sixty bucks in, and I'm gonna make at least because Ross's league pays. The champion, a hundred bucks for the playoff champion, oh. and seventy-five bucks for the second place. Oh. So I'm at least going to make seventy-five more, which I already made twenty-five bucks for taking second place in the regular season because he pays fifty to the regular season champ. So if you finish first place in the regular season 
and you get you get 50 and if you take second place in the regular season you get 25 so i'm already up 25 in that league so there's 375 plus it's going to be at least another 75 that's 450 minus the 60 so i'm at least profiting 390 in fantasy football this year al i mean I, I'm That's not. Good. I'm not here to brag about it. I'm just saying. I mean, if, if people want to listen to how to play fantasy football, they should listen to us. That's right. We are. We we're all in the money. I'm, I'm plus fifteen thousand in daily fantasy this year. Uh, Seven sixty a year long, and uh, and I got I got robbed in the, that other three fifty team. I could have I could have done. I could have been a contender, but the way they uh, structure who gets in. Well, can I tell you something? We got robbed because in Ross's league, we were both in the semifinal. And yeah. what? Where did your team fall out in that one? You, your team has been projected to be ahead of me, number one in my in my ranking system, the entire time, brother. Like it, in this upcoming week, we would be dead dead to nuts, far away, the best two teams going in. Um, maybe that might get messed up if McCaffrey plays this week. But um, yeah, what, what happened to that Ross's league team that only dropped eighty nine? Well, uh, a couple of things happened. The the number one. Um, Drew Brees goes down. That yeah. takes Kamara out of the picture uh, because they weren't they weren't throw they weren't checking down to Kamara. And I know he came back this week and he he had a decent game, but it wasn't enough. Uh, I've had quarterback issues. Uh, Tyler Lockett has been a disaster all year. I had Julio Jones, who plays every every whatever he feels like it. Um, no, I had Derek. No. I have Derek Henry, who's wonderful, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get him next year for a third round pick. So you know that that's great. Um, Amari Cooper, when Des Bryant went down, disaster. So basically, my receiver. Des Bryant. Court, when uh when the quarterback went down. Yeah yeah yeah. Des whatever his name was. <laughs> He's old news now, Clark. I moved on. Fair. Um. Fair. So my running backs should have had me in the championship. I mean, I had Derrick Henry and Elvin Kamara. That's what I built my team around. Like how that, that's one of the greatest running back duos in the history of fantasy football. I may have had uh, uh, the Dallas quarterback too. I'm not sure. I think I did, uh, but but he went down. So I was if not, I was looking to stream that quarterback, and it just didn't work out for me. You know what? I don't think I did. Come to think of it, I think I had Cam Newton from the get-go. Okay. But I had Cam Newton as my quarterback. That that didn't work out. Again, my, my receivers, Julio Jones, you know, he gets hurt a lot. DJ Moore, hit or miss. Will Fuller goes out on suspension yeah. right at the start of the playoffs. Yep. yep. Amari Cooper, his production gets cut in half. Um, Corey Davis, hit or miss. Tyler Lockett, you know, just ended up tanking. And I played a dude who had uh, um, Josh Allen, who went for like three thousand points on uh, Wednesday Night Football. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he blew blew the hell up on uh, Monday Night, right? Was it Monday Night? No, Saturday Night Football. Forty one points for 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 Josh Allen, and then he had Hopkins, Jesus. Aaron Jones. Swift goes for twenty. Yep. Yep, you know, yep, yep, just, yep, I, I didn't yep. have a chance. Well, and you ran up against the number one seed there, and he dropped 152 points. You didn't have a chance. I mean, no, wasn't shit. Even close. No, it wasn't. And I went up against uh, Derek. Uh, it was I was second place versus his third place in that game, and uh, it was going to take a huge game on Monday night for that one to make a difference. I ended up getting the win. 
My post, uh, I, I, I put 141 and a half points up on him. Uh, Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, uh, Robert Woods, James Robinson, Mike Davis having kind of a weak game there. That's going to – I got to talk about Mike Davis a little bit. Uh, Waller has been, man, getting him his tight end in two leagues, in your league and in Ross's league, yeah. was huge for me. David Montgomery there, man, finally. They're finally running the damn ball and establishing the run. They're maybe not playing the best of defenses, the Chicago Bears there, which I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about later. And then I, got, I ended up with Koo a, a while back uh, from Atlanta, the kicker, which is, uh, you know, a lot of times I just jump around kickers yeah, week I by know. week. But, hell, every week he's top three, top four. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I held on to him. So, that was my so, team. Buffalo was my defense. And we did just fine. We, we, uh, we got to the championship. Now I don't know. Al, my opponent has um, Christian McCaffrey. And I picked up Mike Davis when – the week that McCaffrey came back, I picked him up in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, and McCaffrey, of course, got hurt again, did, did the upper body injury this time. And uh, it's all going to depend. I think me winning the championship in Ross's league will depend on that. But do you mind if I, I, I got, I, man, I've got a little something to admit to you. Do you mind if I bring that up? Sure. Like w- when it comes to fantasy football payoff structures, man, uh, you've always, as soon as you jumped into Ross's league, what about two, three years ago now? I think this is my second year. One bit you had about it at first was the half point PPR, which magically the next year that changed because your league even went to half point PPR, which that's kind of cool. I'm glad that you figured out something that you like, but man, the payout structure, I've always told you, I'm like, Oh, it's just a friendly game. No big deal. You think they pay out way too many people. But then I realized after last week, having the excitement, of the $350 to the $70, which $70 would have been fine. I had talked myself into that, but 350 had me watching games through Monday night, even though I had it wrapped up. Like I was it's still, real money. Right. Right. But the difference between a hundred and $75, like, yeah, I want the hundred. I right. do, but I'm not going to be glued to the TV this weekend. Like, no. for you know, like, Oh, I'll, I'll take a look at the scoreboard here and there, which I mean, to be honest, it's probably better for the family life if I'm not, but whatever. Like, I'll get back into it. So, there you are. I, I am sorry. You are correct about payout structure. I do think they can still be friendly and make that a little bit more fun. Maybe bump one up to 125, one down to 50. You know, that's still huge. 50 bucks is still huge. The regular season, a little bit of something. But I don't think second place needs anything. I mean, you get paid out by – isn't there a buy in this league, too? Didn't you have a buy week? What do you mean? Yeah, I got to buy. The first two teams in the playoffs get a buy. There's six, so, six out of ten make the playoffs. So you just you just six out of ten, okay? You get a free week. You just upped your percentage of winning the whole thing vastly. Right. So you want you want to be rewarded for the regular season? There's your reward. You're getting a buy. You 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 have a better chance of winning than just about everybody else, except the other guy in the buy. Right. And and, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about a fluke, anything going wrong. You take a week to breathe. So you're already winning something for the regular season. I don't understand why paying out in the regular season is important. I just don't – I don't I don't get it. Yeah, pay out one. Yeah, I, I, I see your point, though. I, I do. Or, I mean, even – it used to be a 12-team league, and six six getting in, I'm, I'm down with that. I, I am down with six getting in in a 12-team league. However, when you only have 10 – I mean, you're, you're more than half of the teams are going in. I mean, you're putting in teams that aren't 
that great. I don't know. Yeah. I The reason I don't like the large playoff field in fantasy football is anybody anybody's team can win any given Sunday. You know, like it just the weird shit happens where somebody picks up a quarterback and that guy goes off for 40 points, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts or whatever. And it, 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 whereas when you have a smaller playoff field, the averages during the year kind of kind of hold true. Yeah. So like, good teams will win games. Bad teams will will lose more games than they win, and it weeds out those guys. Because yeah, I mean it, it's it's terrible, and I, I saw it happen in FFPC where you know they take the top two records, head to head records, okay. and then they take the top two points scored. Well, I had the third best record in the league, but a guy who only won four games had a higher point total than me. He went in the playoffs. And now if that guy went and won, you know, I mean, good for him. His team was actually better than mine, uh, statistically speaking, on an average. But, um, you know, I don't know. He he couldn't win the games when he needed to. So I think I just disproved my own. But it's, uh, it's all right. Now that'll happen. It. Yeah, it's it's all right. But anyway, but back to that. I am I'm 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 with you, partner. Uh, I I think that that structure should be changed a little bit. Just just maybe a brief little bit. Now back to my championship <laughs> and the way that my team went. So I back with the with the draft in that league. You were pissed from the get go because of the way that the draft lottery came out when my team mm-hmm. was awarded the first pick in the draft. Now this year, the first pick in the draft proved to probably hurt a lot of people in their year long fantasy leagues. Am I wrong? Like if you had the number one pick, I'm going to guess that not everybody won their league with the number one pick this year, having most choosing one Christian McCaffrey. However, however, if you picked up Mike Davis the week before and you were able to not lose anything, Things things could work out. It also helped that I had Patrick Mahomes. It also helped yeah. that I had Waller at tight end. I mean, he was scoring wide receiver numbers quite a bit. You, well, you look, you had wide, you had quarterback. I don't know where he is. He's top three though in Mahomes. Yeah, I would say he's probably quarterback two. You know what? I'm going to say he's quarterback one right now. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say. Honey, did you shit somewhere besides the litter box? Uh oh, uh oh, is it stuck on the rake? I don't know, maybe man. It's maybe maybe it's maybe it's fresh in the litter box and it's just oh. coming this way. But all man, the newscasters something. these days, when you're watching the news, the dog comes in the shot, the kid comes in the shot, the dog takes a shit somewhere. There we go. Uh, so, and I I'm like it. Give, I have to say, I do like it. That's what I wanted to tell you. I'm going to give you a lot of credit because you know, if you would have won in the league with Christian McCaffrey, that would have been one thing. You know, good for you. If you would have uh, somehow, you know, picked up uh, a Christian McCaffrey or My- Miles Davis or Mike Davis, whatever the hell his name is. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing. But you had the foresight to have him before Christian McCaffrey got injured, and that's a sign of a good owner. So props to you. Is that I, I know you also use a tool, which, which uh, uh, I've always said, look, if you want to be a carpenter, have the tools, man. If you want to play fantasy football, Get the tools. Uh, uh, get something that's going to help guide you, so you can see things you may not be looking for. 
So yep. props on that. You played fantasy football well, properly. My main my main tool is Fantasy Pros. They have the My Playbook on the phone. I mean, I don't even have to come down to the computer to run it. You know what I mean? It's better on the computer. But yeah, the it is better on the computer. You you would like to. But now that I don't have the office job that pays me to sit in front of the computer and do it, I have trouble being able to get down to the computer. So you can do it. I would say, Al, I, I did it 80% from the phone this year, which yeah. is the most by far that I've ever done. And, and it worked. I mean, what the hell? I'm, I'm, I'm in three, three playoffs um, and, and three championship games at that. So they're, they're very good if you're in multiple leagues at being able to easily look at all your leagues and figure out your moves and what the market is doing. I highly recommend them. I, I use them as well. I've used them for probably five, six years now. Um, another, another strategy I use is I start drafting, uh, and I, I believe it's the same, it's the same app. They, they have a separate app where you can just mock draft with real people over and over and over again. And I, I, I I actually used them. I ended up coming around to them because I like to have my own list I'm drafting off of. I okay. don't draft off of someone else's list. I draft off of my own list, and uh, I'm able to go in and edit it and, and improve my list so you make sure you get guys like uh, Tyler Lockett to fuck you in your season-long Sorry. leagues. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> you got to know. you got to know. Like, there's a player you have. I had a lot of uh, uh, foresight. And I had a desire. I, I can't think of the word. I had a lot of conviction in Kelvin Ridley as as a, as a wide receiver, and I would have put him. So I start doing mock drafts, and I go, okay, he's going in the third round, the first half of the third round. Well, now I know if I really want him, or I really believe in him, I should probably make him my second round pick. Um, I think he ended up going in the second round in most leagues, so I end up not not with him in most leagues because. A lot of people were on him. So, but know the market, play to the market. That's, that's the key. Um, another pickup in, uh, I think after week one that I got was a uh, James Robinson that helped me in Ross's league. Jesus. If you had James Robinson, I mean, that, that, that was the steal. Yeah. That, that was the one, uh, out of Rockford, by the way, he, he went to high school out in Rockford. And then uh, what do you think? Does Montgomery continue uh, to, to run the ball against the Jags? Like, I'm, I'm going to start him. I mean, that's what – in, in the, the system I use, guys, yeah, fantasy pros is what I said. I mean, that, that there is telling me already that that's, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm going to be starting Montgomery against the Jaguars. I, uh, uh, good news that Fantasy Labs does have uh, McCaffrey playing, but it's only projecting him at 15 points with uh, Mike Davis getting eight points. So well, it looks like there's a projection. They'll split carries. That's bad news for me because I have Davis and he has, and he has McCaffrey uh, for my championship game this week. So as of right now, I'm sitting Davis. I'm sitting Robinson because he's probably hurt. I've got to start Miles Sanders this upcoming week, David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to switch to a wide receiver in the, in the uh, flex. Godwin will be will make the cut there oh, along, along with Adams and uh, Woods. Yeah, Godwin's been a big letdown this year, huh? Mm. Brady just doesn't like the fella, I guess, huh? It's just yeah. I mean, I've lost so much money in daily fantasy on Godwin. Well, here's the thing: I thought that Tom Brady was a man of faith, down with God, and we know that he's a winner. So Godwin, I mean, what? Who would have thought? Put it together like that, and who the hell would have thought? <laughs> 
You're going with the uh, prayer narrative, the prayer group narrative. Yeah, I am. Fantasy Labs, uh, they they have like uh, these, these fake narratives they'll play into, um, you know, kind of a joke at like people on Twitter who'll be like, well, you know, these guys did this, you know, these guys have known each other. This is a revenge game or, you know, little narratives that pop up during the fantasy Bulletin year. board material. A bulletin board material. Good, good word for it. So they, one, one, of the, one of the little things is the, um, it's the prayer group narrative, you know, where you have players who pray together. You know, like I think Russell Wilson's big in the prayer group narrative with Lockett. And I think they go to the okay. same church. Okay. There's the shower narrative where if dudes shower together in high school, in college, um, you know, they have a bit of a connection. So does that just if, mean if they played together in college? Right. But the shower narrative makes it more fun, man. It's uh, it's not a definite that I, that I'm going to start Godwin here. So if Robinson's healthy, it could be him. Davis is a chance. I also I picked up Jeff Wilson Jr. off the uh, the waiver wires this week, and then uh, there's Deontay Johnson, Mr. Jobs, who, who was huge. He helped me. He helped me get the win this past week. I'm going to tell you right now that uh, Miles Sanders is a really good running back, and uh, he's a really good play there. Well, I'm already starting him. Like yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. I have to, and he's in. Godwin's going to be out. God Godwin's the guy out if anybody, and. It, it's up to Robinson if he's healthy and Davis, depending on McCaffrey. Like, yeah, but, but what, what I'm saying is you're worried about you're worried about McCaffrey, and I'm saying don't worry about McCaffrey because he's not projected at 30 points. He's projected at 15, and Miles Davis, so you lose, you lose Miles Davis or Mike Davis or whatever the jazz men's name is, Mike and Davis. you gain uh, Miles Sanders. Right. Miles Sanders is projected at 14 points. So – you're you're washing at the running back position instead of getting blown away by it. Now, right, but I'm concerned well, about, I'm concerned about the flex. I'm concerned about the flex right now, right? I yeah, I get what you're saying. You you're worried, but I'm just saying don't worry about McCaffrey. Just do what's best for your team and start your positions. And uh, yeah, I would rather start Robinson over Godwin. But if Robinson, well, you know, God, it's the Lions, huh? Yeah, and then um. You know, uh, Davis is, Davis and McCaffrey are going up against Washington, which defense isn't terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, Davis is – forget Davis. Get Davis out of your mouth. He is. Take him, take a spit him out and don't worry about Davis. So then it's Godwin. If, if Robinson's healthy, it's Robinson. No doubt right. about it. But is Wilson Jr. going to be the play over Godwin? I don't, that's what I don't know. They're playing Arizona. Um, I have Le'Veon Bell that I picked up. There was a wide receiver I could have grabbed. I can drop Kiki Kuti. Although this, this is weird. It's a dynasty league, right? Like I gotta, yeah, I gotta figure yeah. out what, what the game plan is on the dynasty this this time. Where did I pick up Jeff, Waller? I mean, Jeff Wilson is projecting really high, but good value in daily fantasy. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, he's gonna be looked at. I'm probably gonna pan on him because something tells me he's gonna have high chalk. Okay. And you know, I mean, Jared McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. Kyle, uh, whatever the hell that guy's name is, they they do running back by committee. They, they yeah. don't commit. I I don't trust San Francisco running. I, I really don't. Brother, the last thing I'll say about that fantasy that we're talking about with that league, thank you for going over that with me for my championship game in Ross's League. Is, hell, it's a difference between $175, so I don't think we need to spend any more time on it right no. now. I'm going to be happy if I win. I'd rather have the 100 and the bragging in Ross. Let's be honest. That's what it's about. I, I'll be happy to win Ross's league. 
And if, if you and I played in leagues together, two leagues together, and I won the championship in both, that'll be all right, too. That'll be some bragging rights. For, no, listen, for that, gives you, that gives you a little bit of clout that in my uh, cr- – I'll call them crumb leagues because that's what they are. Oh, oh, oh. with the peasants, with the peasants. And in these oh, leagues where you win oh. peanuts, uh, yes, you, you have uh, you have bested uh, Ben. You won Ben Stein's money. You won Al Archer's money. You have bested me in both leagues. I congratulate you. And hopefully now you can take those winnings and join me in the uh, the large stake leagues. In the elite? In the, the elite. The elite. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and with that, brother. I must bid you an adieu. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And good night. Bang. There we go. Uh, We'll talk a little bit pro wrestling here in a little bit. I've got a couple things to discuss with you about it. But, uh, hey, uh, join us. Talk to us about anything. Lou, if you're listening, Christmas Lou out in New Jersey, give us a call. 760-454-8834-760-454-8834. Uh, or leave a comment wherever you're listening live, or send us a tweet, uh, a tweet, a tweet. Send us a tweet at, at Larcher Lawrence. Um, if you're listening on, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, leave a comment there. If you're watching on the Twitch stream, leave us a comment there. If you're watching us on Twitter via Periscope, leave us a comment there. Uh, speaking of comments, uh, Larry says, "Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Have a wonderful holiday and spoil your loved ones, and hopefully get spoiled in return." He's heading to bed awaiting his 2.45 alarm. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. I don't know what that's about, but God rest ye merry gentlemen. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. How does how does one take that down? Maybe just put that up. Yep, there we go. Okay. All right. Well, join us. Jump in. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, what's up, so, brother? So our friend Ed, who's uh, you know, my, my friend from high school, you know him now from uh, the Rainmakers League. Mm-hmm. He was wondering if there'd be a Saturday game in the Rainmakers League, the Daily Fantasy League, which the listeners could be always get an invite to. Uh, they're more than welcome to join us and play in the league. Um, I'm leaning towards no. I don't feel like setting it up. And okay, I don't know if people, but would you play? Does that interest you? Uh well, I mean, I do have a little bit more in my fantasy bankroll these days. Uh, oh, big money. Now. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go over five bucks, so a little more money doesn't mean all that much. I did take some out to help with, a, with, with the lady friend's uh, Christmas present. So Good. Good. That was yeah. a smart move. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I'd definitely be in uh, on that. I do want to make sure that I, I have some money to devote to, uh, to the LL20, as I like to call it the Larcher mm-hmm. Lawrence in 20 team, um, which that paid out pretty good about a week ago. Came out with a hundred and like $6 profit from that yeah. one there. Not, not this past weekend, but the weekend before this that was past nice. week, you had a good so one. Depressing. You had a good one the week before though, that, that week when I did well, right? Yeah. You I had a good so. week altogether. This week was really rough. What, what uh, went wrong? What went wrong this week in fantasy football well my cash team you know i play 80 teams and uh 80 head-to-heads and uh it's it's not a lot of money it's 200 bucks uh, over the course of those 80 teams Uh uh-huh and um generally speaking i win 60 to 80 90 percent of them uh this week i went out of the 80 teams i finished i think four 
and 76. I got my ass kicked. Holy shit. Yeah. In 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 uh tournament play, uh Ed was excited. You might have even been excited. I nailed one of the stacks. I got I got the Tennessee Detroit stack right. And that was going off. It was a shootout. I had Corey Davis. I had Hunter uh, Hunter uh, Hunter S. Uh, Thompson, the uh, the running back, the big dog, Derek Henry. Uh-huh. I had uh, uh, I had Tannehill, who ran in like six through for like everything was going perfect. I, I nailed the stack perfectly, and it was also the stack I had the most equity in. So I had like. 20% of all my teams had that stack, and I have no idea how I lost. It fell apart. Every All the pieces around it didn't come through. Wait, who and was on that team? Tanked. It was Tannehill. Yeah, here it is. Like, I have ten, Tannehill, 37. Henry, 28. Fournette, 21. Sanders, 11 points. Yeah, I mean, uh, Davis had 24 points. Marvin Jones Jr. had 30 points. Who was the run back? Oh, I forgot about Marvin Jones. He was the run back in that stack. Oh, that's crazy. And then the uh, the tight, like everything's hidden. The tight end even dropped 12 points, which is, you know, a hit or miss for yeah. that. Cam fucking Akers is the one on this one that got me. Seven points. He's cold as hell. Minus one receiving yard, 63 r- rushing yards, and one reception touchdown. And he, and he cost six grand to get seven points. But that's not, what, did everybody blow up? Well, I didn't have. I was off on David Montgomery. I was off Tony Pollard. Yeah, uh, yeah. The both of them had huge days. How about Pollard? Uh, yeah, man, that was a last minute swap. I I set my teams and I was being stubborn and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know what? It's set. I'm done. Forget about it. And uh, that bit me. I was uh, needing an early one this week myself, and I actually we had friends that had just shown up. Uh, to drop off cookies. Uh, and I got the team in just barely, Al, our teams, which yeah. I, I finished I finished in the negative too. But that, that team that I just read off to you scored. I mean, hell, it scored uh, – it scored $10. Yeah, it was – I turned I mean, three you into up, 10. You, you put up 180 – you put up 180 points with that team. Yep. Um, man, I left $600 on the table there. Um Again, so for Tennessee, you had Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis. So you had perfect correlation. You had Tannehill for 37, the running back, 28 points from Davis, or from Henry, and then Corey Davis goes for 24 points. And then they're playing the Detroit Lions, so you run that back with Marvin Jones for 30 points. The stack is perfect. Yeah, like, it is. That you can't ask for – so now you just – so from there, I hand create those. From there, the rest of the team is generated based on my field. Uh-huh. And what was generated just fucking it. Oh man, Rock I can shove Calvin Ridley in that, and, and you're talking about maybe a five per day. Jesus, I came close in. Uh, so I've started playing in a fifty dollar tournament single entry. So, so you have to hand create the perfect team. Oh, and, uh, shit. Are you putting a lot of time into that? No, no. It's probably one of the least – because that's the the last thing I do. Okay. I work all Saturday night in making these stacks and doing the math and figuring out, you know, if, if I want 20% of my teams to be Tannehill, 
well, I want, you know, 11 other quarterbacks. How many teams is that actually going to produce? I've created spreadsheets and Excel and to make sure everyone gets the perfect amount of teams. <clears throat> and uh, so I make the, I make 20 teams that are my 20 that are hand built. Mm-hmm. And then I'm playing. So I play those in like 20, 20 entry tournaments that those 20, then I, I create the rules in the mass generator so that those stacks still exist, but I can mass generate 130 teams around them. And that that's another system. And then, so that's all there. Then I make my cash team. Then I wake up Sunday morning and I see if there's anything I need to change in the giant generation or the 20 man generation. And then once all that shit's done, then I hand build the teams with all the knowledge I had from the week going, okay, this is what's happening here. And I can make quick, quick uh, last minute changes. For example, I ended up playing Pollard um, in those teams because, uh-huh. you know, my shit wasn't all done. So I'm like, Oh, you know, let me, Pollard does make sense. Let me go ahead and play him. Uh, but I, I hand built the team. It was a Brady stack that went for 174 points. And I think it, I was playing, I think in that 50 man, there's only 250 entries. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- top prize is only five grand, but I ended up like 20th place or something, which was, paid out like 250, which saved my week. That was like the only thing that made money. Well, well done. Yeah, here here was uh so here was the Good stack. I, yeah, I, I went with the I went with the Tampa Bay stack. Tom Brady, twenty six points. Eh. Uh Leonard Fournette, twenty one points. That was okay. Chris Godwin, thirteen points. And then I ran it back with Aok, who put up twenty two points. So and I had Calvin Ridley in there for thirty five and Komet hurt me a lot too. I had him very high in the generator because uh, all week on sports radio, I was hearing about how this freaking linebacker was out for Minnesota and uh, he covers mainly tight ends. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Did he, uh, was the linebacker out? I think he was. Yeah. But the, the next man up stepped up to the task. Well, well they no. just didn't, yeah, the they Bears just didn't go to commit. No, they, they ran the damn ball. Yep. Yeah. And I was off of, uh, I was off with David Montgomery. I don't. I, yeah, he only the last. So the last. So three week, three week sample size, seven targets, seven targets. Last week, two targets. Oh wow! And that was for Komet. Yeah. So that's what I was looking at. I was looking at those sevens, and then I was looking at a easy matchup at linebacker position. I'm like, this guy's a shoe in for at least ten points. Uh-huh. And he put up three. So. You know, it just goes to show you that that position is so volatile. <laughs> Absolutely. You're bringing up the Bears game. Um, did you watch the Chicago Bears? And how have you yeah, felt? Yeah. How have you felt about the Chicago Bears of the last few weeks? Uh, um, with the hell of a botch. And then uh, getting a couple wins back to back here. Mitchell Trubisky. For all intents and purposes, I mean they they, had, they did really well in a lot of that. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if it's my if it's me or you, but yeah, you think it's you? Okay, well, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot what you were even talking about there. Because uh, I started thinking about the microphones and not being able to hear. But you, you cut off set. I remember I said it on this show. I said it on uh, the Bear Down. Uh, I've said it time and time again. This team's a house of cards, and it's going to come tumbling down. And it's still a house of cards, and it's still coming uh, tumbling down. It's it's not they're not good, and they're they're winning because recently they've been playing teams that don't pressure the quarterback. Now, when Mitch isn't pressured, he's not a bad quarterback. His problem is whenever you apply any amount of pressure to him, he can't make it. He's dumb. He's a, he's a dumb guy. He can't make the good decisions that get the job done, and he's gotten worse at using his legs to get the job done. Cause I mean, that's, that's, if you can't find the pass run and that's the kind of quarterback he needs to be. And the problem is he, he get, when they, when you apply the pressure to him, he, he can't think properly and he throws the ball terribly to uh, right. other teams. It makes just bad decisions. So as soon as we play a team that has pressure, uh, it's over. Like the show's over. So if you make the playoffs, you're guaranteed you're going to be playing a team that pressures the quarterback. This week again, they don't have a team that pressures the quarterback. They right. should win. Then yeah. you play you play Green Bay, and if Green Bay's you know got the first number one seed, or they fall to the second seed and only one team gets the bye, they're going to sit their guys. The Bears have a chance there too. So it's very realistic the Bears make the playoffs. Once they play a team that can pressure, it's over. So it's a house of cards. It's bullshit. Yeah. I I agree. I I was kind of uh feeling decent about letting them roll. Thanks for taking that, by the way. Uh I was feeling not decent, just like, oh, I don't have to pay as much attention to the Bears anymore because they're not winning at all. They're we're gonna yeah. be seeing we're gonna watch Tankathon from here on out. We're gonna see where they are for draft position for next year. Goodbye, Nagy, goodbye pace. Um, and now I just don't know. I think it's all up in the air. Everything. Yeah. Trubisky, I mean uh, franchise tag i don't know is he any good i don't know i mean i i don't think he is but obviously obviously it was the right call Foles went out because he was hurt but obviously mitchell is the guy to come in and play again i mean you cannot franchise tag the guy you can't pay him a top three salary at the quarterback oh that's way too much money yeah uh and so yeah i don't know like uh you know it is it is tempting not to let him go it is tempting to go, okay. What if they you know, make the playoffs? There's a scenario that has them as a five seed and they get to play the they get to play the NFC East champion. What oh, if there's geez. a scenario where the Bears win a fucking playoff game and they bring him back on a con- I mean, they're not gonna give him the yeah. max money, but they could probably get him for a one year deal, but they're gonna have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, but like I just said, you you have to remember that you have to look at the the numbers and it's very clear from a statistical standpoint that he suffers under pressure. And that hasn't changed since year one to now. It's not going to change anytime soon. He's not good under pressure. And you can't live with a quarterback who can't play under pressure because most teams can pressure the quarterback. So, I mean, you're just fooling yourself. You're spending bad money. And there's already a bad taste from Bears fans' mouths with this guy it's just you know let him be a good quarterback somewhere else I don't think he's ever going to be a franchise quarterback and uh let's not let's not try for another three four years 
Um, because, I mean, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at committing to three years, four-year yeah. contract. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I just – I still don't know. I've got to tell you, going into the into the game for the Bears against the Vikings, I, I did actually feel good about the Bears this time because if you recall – Last time against the Vikings, Akeem Hicks went out and Dalvin Cook just ran the ball down their throats. Um, so I did I did feel decent. The Bears were missing all of their secondary, uh, but everyone else seemed to step up quite a bit. Sure, the Vikings made it closer, but the Bears got the job done. And how about field goal kicking? How about not having to worry about field goal kicking? Cairo That's Santos nice. getting it done. It's It's you been fight. just fine. You finally get the guy who who uh, who could do it, and uh, you know you you think all you need is a kicker, and you got everything else. You got the kicker, but everything else is is falling apart. Is Parky going to screw up the season for the Browns? I hope so. That would be fun because he doinked it. He got a single doink this week. He did. Yep. Uh, and that'd be very Browns. I mean, the Bears are very Browns themselves a lot of times. I think back to the uh, the Chris Conti falling and Aaron Rodgers beating him to to win the the division, all of that. Um, Bears fans can relate a lot to Browns fans, so it's just it's fitting to me that Parky is over there. We'll have to see with the Bears, brother. We'll have to see. Man, the guy who won the Millie Maker this week. What would he do? I don't. Uh, I don't know if he's. Just lucky. I, it looks like he may have just gotten lucky. Like I'm, I'm trying to see the science between his team, and, and, and I'm, I'm not seeing it. He played one team in the Millie Maker, so he only spent the twenty bucks. So he's not like a shark who's spending, you know, buying the hundred and fifty teams or running is, forty teams. Is there no Millie Maker? Oh, there it is. Okay, all right, go ahead. He put he played one one lineup, and his lineup had. Jalen Hurts naked, so he's not he's not stacking with anybody, mm-hmm. which was the right way to play Jalen Hurts. I was on that too. I played about five percent of Jalen Hurts, and uh, I didn't stack him. I ran him naked. Uh, so then you try to find your cor- correlation with like another game's receiving stack, and he really doesn't. He does say, well, I guess he has Corey Davis and Marvin Jones. Yeah. Wow. So he played. He played. He's got two bears on this team, so this is. I mean, the guy's drunk. David Montgomery. He's, got, uh, he's Jalen Hurts. His running backs are uh, DeAndre Swift oh. of the Detroit Lions, David Montgomery of the Bears. His receiving set. He's got his big money receivers, Calvin Ridley, which was nice. Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, who do have mini correlation as they were playing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was this was a big miss for. Oh, it's third receiver Darnell Mooney of the Bears. He got a touchdown, right? I think so. I think yep. his salary paid Yeah, off. it wasn't that big of a miss then because his, his, his salary paid off. Yeah, they, where I'm looking, they actually don't show the point scores of the players, so uh, I'm not seeing that. Okay. Um, no, I don't see it either. Sorry. I was just going to look. I mean, he was almost four grand, which to me is crazy amount of money to spend on a, a wide receiver, uh, of of you know that that low uh, production. But yep. his tight end was uh, Logan Thomas, who I think he had a big game. Who I wasn't on. That was a really smart play. And then the Seattle defense. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. In in your oh, here, in oh, go ahead. 
Uh, Mooney went for 16 points, 16 and a half points. So good, good, good game at a, at a at uh, 3,900. So, okay. Uh, 2% of the field played him. In in your league, I kind of had the same, one of the same stacks that, uh, that swift going to, yeah. up against Tennessee with Derrick Henry and Tannehill. I ended up taking third in your league overall. Um, my big, my big miss there was on, uh, uh, Torrey Smith. Yep. He only he only put up uh, three and a half points. Rams defense only put up two. But I had Hunter Hurst. I had Gallup. He he scored eleven. Uh, almost good on his money. Yeah, it it was a decent team, but I didn't quite get it done in the Rainmakers yet again. You didn't win that one again either. Did Charlie oh, Hogan? Was it Hogan? Hang on. I think Scott got the win finally. Oh, did he? Has he not won all year? Yeah, I, I don't think he, he he's he's one of those guys who has a decent average but never seems to win the game. Yep. Uh, like I feel like Ed's there too. Like he he's always in the top three, but he just could never capture the big prize. Uh, with Charlie Hogan, who's are you there? Sixth in in point average. Yeah. So Hogan's about sixth in the point average. I keep hearing myself. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, Sorry. he's sixth in the point average. He's he's tied with me for the most wins. Hogan is. Yeah, Hogan. I think we both have. We both won the the game six times. Man, he goes big or goes home. Like that's it. He's either first or last. It don't matter. Hmm. Yep. Jalen Hurts, man, he was the uh, – he was basically – him and Kyle Murray were the two big game stacks. So the Bears are going to sign Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> get that. That's that's what happens there. Uh, Hurts is probably the pickup in your keeper leagues then, huh? Try to grab him real quick. Maybe. Or maybe he's yeah. already – he's probably already gone, right? I don't know. <sighs> Have you taken any looks at this upcoming week? Yeah, I'm just. I was just now looking at last week, uh, kind of uh, seeing why I didn't win any money with that Tannehill stack, and it's basically Jalen Hurts. Uh, he was the way to go. I mean, he was the guy you needed, and right. uh, he put up 40 points. And most people ran him naked, but if you didn't run him naked and you played him, well, you you run him naked. And then you you run it back with the best receiver on the other team, which was DeAndre Hopkins, put up 34 points. So you only have two positions figured out, but you're spending such little money, uh, 5900 for Jalen Hurts and 40 points, that, you know, it, it was easy there from there on to, to uh, fill in the blanks with better players, Kelvin Ridley being the, the guy you had to have. So, yeah, good for those guys. Um, so people want some good money. On Jalen Hurts, I, I again, I, I went there. I just didn't go there enough, and uh, yeah, I'm sad I didn't. I mean, I felt it. I knew, I knew what the play was. The play yeah. was don't stack him. There's nobody to stack him with. And you know, I'm always preaching: make sure you stack your quarterbacks. If your quarterback can run, if he's a guy who does it through his legs, you don't need to stack him. So. The more a quarterback runs, the less the stack size. So, like, Josh Allen runs. He scores touchdowns. Um, 
It takes away from receiver two. So you just stack him with digs. It's an easy stack. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson, your buddy, your best friend. You need to get a Lamar Jackson jersey now. Or Hollywood Brown. Brown, Brown's my guy, but Lamar coming back after whatever those injuries were that had him in the locker room. Yes, his poop, his poop. Yeah. Do you think it looked? You think, it looked like a poop run, didn't it? I didn't know what happened. I just I was like flipping through. I turn it back and I I see that he's out, and then I see him running back. So I didn't so know that when he's running like, back there, he goes. They show him running down the hallway and going into the locker room, and some guys coming out of the locker room, and he shoots him out of the way and runs in. Like if he was really running in for cramps. Yeah. I, I don't think the shoeing happens. I think the let him go out. I think the shoeing is like, I'm, I have an issue here. This, yeah, this yeah. is this, the baby's coming, whether or not we want it to, you know? Well, he had COVID, didn't he? I, I don't recall. I mean, they did have a COVID issue with the team. I thought he actually had COVID. Maybe. I don't know. Yes. If, if he did, yeah. So what are you thinking? That there's some effects coming later or just like hydration issues due to being so sick from it before? Well, I can tell you when you had COVID, like I had the shift yeah. the entire time and like oh. a week or two after. So it does make sense. Okay. okay. Lamar Jackson shines and returned from COVID-19. I felt like I didn't play for a whole season. Wow. I wouldn't wish that on anybody though. It's not good to have. Uh, he lost his taste and his smell. So yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson had COVID. Okay, uh, okay. Well then, have it. I don't know why he he would have lied. I mean he did. I guess it's it's embarrassing, but whatever. I mean I love that his reaction was I did not pull a Paul Pierce because that story's come out to be true. That once he got yeah. taken to the locker room in basketball. So. I'd, I'd go with yes. I, I lean towards yes. He, he definitely did. But what does it matter? Well, like, what you know what? You, it doesn't matter. You know, you know what Jim Ross would tell him, right? The show must go on? Uh, don't wear the whites. You got to wear the darks. <sighs> he thinks he's funny. I know he does. I know. He thinks, it, and there are some people that laugh at him. Like a dozen. Yeah. Like a dozen. Uh-huh. Or the, something, the, right? Or, or, or people trying to make it in the business. Boomers. Boomers laugh at them. Yes. Boomer Sooners, in fact, if you want to get more more technical on it. Ugh. All right. Look, looking at quarterbacks on the week, the two guys projecting the highest are G- Deshaun Watson, who, man, I feel like he is going to have a big game before the season's out. And this is one of his last chances, and he's playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Uh, he's 7,600. Now, remember – Generally, a tournament, you don't want to spend more than 7000 You really don't. You want to find the guy who can get you there without spending that money. Uh, perfect example of that would have been Jalen Hurts and his 40 points at 5600 last week. That was an old-school old fantasy football DraftKings move right there. Like two years ago, like everybody, that, that was the only way you knew how to play. You, don't, you didn't spend up at quarterback. Um, everyone would have been on that. You know, I don't see a lot under the 5K that that really shine uh, or under the 7K. Uh-huh. Jalen Jalen Hurts this week now priced up to seven thousand dollars with a 13 to 16 percent ownership. I'm going to warn people not to make that play, man. That's 7K versus 56 last week or 59. That's uh, you what, eleven hundred dollars more. 
with an increased ownership, so more people are playing him. The edge is gone on him. He's only thrown the ball. Oh, I didn't realize he had 44 attempts last week. Um, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Wow. I thought he did it with his legs again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe don't listen to me on that advice. No. I still would. I still wouldn't like his ownership's going to come in so high. He's playing the Dallas Cowboys, who, you know, generally speaking, they suck. Um, so let's see what they do against the quarterback position. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a lot of money and a lot of chalk to I mean, go after. They're they're about average at, at uh, quarterback. I mean, they they gave up 22 points to San Francisco, 14 to Cincinnati, 26. Oh, here's a good comparison. Against Lamar Jackson's Ravens, they gave up 26 points. Uh, so a Russian quarterback comparison. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Murray in October put up 28 points. So I'm just I got the highlights going over here of the Jalen Hurts week against the yeah. against the Cardinals. We could have used a win. The Bears could have out of the Eagles there. Great decision making there. I mean, well. he he goes to the outside of the pocket. He could run it, but instead he holds his composure and he throws the ball, ball downfield. They're nice. I mean, oh, I didn't realize. I didn't watch this game. I didn't realize he's this good as a, of a quarterback. He wow. looks good. Lucky. Yeah, I mean, it, go ahead. If he's throwing the ball like that, short underneath stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think he. I think he is in play. He's definitely in play. I wouldn't go crazy with Jalen Hurts. Okay. I, I. I would. I would proceed with caution. Um. Mahomes, Mahomes is eighty five hundred. Like just too much. I wouldn't touch that. Yeah. Even it, oh well. Now again, it's Atlanta they're playing. So I still like that's again high chalk. Those are the two chalkiest quarterbacks projected on the week. Are Mahomes and Hurts. Uh, Lamar Jackson playing the Giants. Giants have a stout defense. Uh, Trubinsky is the next up in uh, ownership, 5,700. He's at that magical price point that generally gets you uh, championship wins and allows you to build great teams. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and they're playing Jacksonville again, no pressure. This could be a big week for Mitch. I'm definitely going to have exposure on him. Uh, but I don't love the play. Drew Locke against the Chargers, I don't like that. Matt Ryan's just kind of falling off the map. Okay, there's not a lot that can can compete with the money up front this week. I will admit that. So, guys like Mahomes, Hurts, Jackson, Watson, Justin uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert might be a great play. 7,400. He's $400 more than Hurts. Half the ownership and projected about the same. Uh, he gives you the running equity. You're playing Denver. If I'm not mistaken, Denver had all three of their cornerbacks out last week. I'm not sure if any are coming back this week, but if not, you're giving Justin Herbert, you're giving Keenan Allen, you're giving Mike Williams opportunity with no cornerbacks. That's a really good play. That that one, uh, that might be the main stack this week. Okay. All right. Sorry, I, I got caught up watching Mitchell Trubisky over here. 
uh, from his opening drive, looking just fine. There's that Mooney touchdown. There's that Mooney touchdown that happened, but yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I just thought I'd I'd start playing around with some of that stuff. Montgomery Montgomery and uh, Bell are the two chalk running backs this week. Okay. Bears uh, Bears getting a little taste there. Uh, The best projected running back right now, I'm not buying that. It's uh, Dare Ogunbole. Who? Of the Jacksonville, uh, you know, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars back up running back. Because Robinson's out. Shit. So at 4K. Ah. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a real, that's not like a year long. But he's projecting because he's so cheap. His price, his point is 4K. Yeah, it is. Update on the Bulls opening night. They're currently down against Atlanta at home, 42 to 31. Quick little breaking update there. Atlanta really improved, but yeah. <sighs> All right, so your DraftKings here playing the backup seems to be the big play from Jacksonville against the Bears. I mean, what is Hicks playing? Is he out? He how cheap is that dude? Yeah, he's he's four K, which isn't. It's really cheap for the running back position. But man, I want to spend. I want to spend down at receiver. I want to spend up at running back. I especially right now he's not projecting his chalk. But if Robinson were to be ruled out, he I would imagine his ownership goes above ten percent. And at that point, he's not like don't even look at him. Like it's just a it's fool's gold. It's a bad play. Right. Um, it's not what it's not what Pollard was last week. Who is a good running back? Who We've been waiting for to get that opportunity. Um, I I know they feed, I know they feed James Robinson the ball. Like they feed him, they feed him like a Derrick Henry. Yeah. What does chalk mean? Chalk means um, if you like, if you were writing a player on, on the board, you're, you're pressing so hard that that it, it's a thick chalk, and the name is really clear. In fantasy, what what it translates to is high ownership. So in a tournament, it, it, it means most of the field is going to play those guys. Uh, so they have a very high uh, – if they end up breaking, if they end up not doing what they project, you, you have a huge advantage on the field by not playing them and pivoting away from them and picking a player who's going to have a lot less ownership but still has the same projected points. Mm-hmm. For example um, – Let's see. So David Montgomery, 21 to 25 percent ownership, meaning 25 percent of the field, a quarter of the field in the Millie Maker is probably going to play David Montgomery on their team, which makes him a really bad play. Because if Jacksonville shuts him down, 25 percent of the teams are going to fail, where at that same price point at the 7700, I could get Nick Chubb. uh, He's got high ownership, too. I could get Jonathan Taylor for uh, $600 less. The uh, Indianapolis running back has been phenomenal lately uh, at half the ownership with about the same projection. So let's say David Montgomery goes for 15 points. Jonathan Taylor goes for 25 points. I'm just taking a huge uh, jump on 15% of of the uh, field. So, yeah. It's it's just it's tournament uh, it's just tournament play. 
Okay. Yep. But yeah, we should we should we should, we should explain these terms uh, once in a while. Yeah, new listeners. Good right. to see you back in here, Elijah. Great to great to see you again. We're we're back. We did miss a week. We missed you for a few weeks. I'd be interested to hear some of your Bears thoughts and wh- where you think they're going. Uh, where else are we here on next week for for uh, DraftKings, Al? I'm seeing Eckler up there with a pretty good value. Montgomery, uh, it's costing you seventy seven hundred dollars, but you can save seven seven hundred bucks and go with Miles Sanders, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and he's got they, they've got the high over under at forty nine and a half. It looks like that's the highest of the uh, of the slate of the uh, Sunday afternoon slate. And and you you're speaking to chalk right now. Everybody you've mentioned are the high chalk plays of the week. Okay. So that is because they're projecting so well. Most people are seeing that and they're going to play it. So uh, what you want to do if you're playing if you're playing cash. If you're playing head-to-head, if you're playing one to two people in a game where you go, I'm going to build a better team, you absolutely want to play those guys because they are projecting well and chances are they're going to do well. If you're playing a large field of people, you're going to want to move away from that, and those are the pivots, and that's when you're looking at guys in the same uh, uh, price range who could project as well. You're looking at, uh, so, Montgomery, Eckler, uh, Miles Sanders, they're all right in the same price range. They're all seven to, uh, to seventy-seven hundred. I'm seeing uh, a big difference in those in in Montgomery from the other two in that uh, in their projected rostering right now. Like projected rock, roster projected roster uh, for Eckler and Sanders is between one and five percent based on what I'm looking at. I could be wrong on that. Uh, we've all been wrong before. Let me tell you. Uh, but uh, David Montgomery is at ten to twenty percent is what currently there's a lot of time left before everything happens, but yeah, I, I would trust my projections over yours. Sure. I, I, mean, I would uh, do. Absolutely. I mean, you got 20,000 reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, 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 I play, I pay for quality. Uh, so, uh, you know, not, not as a dick measuring stick, but I, I'm just saying I would trust my projections a little more. What? And, and you know, the funny thing is these aren't even the projections <laughs> I end up using. I use a, uh, I use establish the runs projections at the end of the week. Okay. So I, I, I even go a step away from these, uh, but yeah. It, uh, let's see here. Jonathan Taylor seems to be the best pivot in that price point. Uh, Chris Carson, hundred thousand dollars less than those guys projecting almost identical with two to four percent ownership, it's, Chris hard, Carson, it's hard to trust the Seahawks with them, though. I agree. Look, pivots are a risk. That's the gamble. That's why you win tournaments. Okay. That's why. That's why when you look at a guy who wins a tournament like myself, and you go, "Hey, why the fuck did Al start Drew Locke? That seems risky as hell." Yeah, it was. It was risky. It was a pivot away from something else. It was actually the Jalen Hurts story where I was going at a lower price quarterback. Um, can we hear the story of Rygar tonight? Oh. Uh, well, Uh-oh. you missed earlier. Rygar actually, uh, she came. Made a couple home. appearances. Uh, good looking cat, Elijah, by the way. He's some good posts, but uh, yeah. So with the cat, one of the things I hated when you go to the pet stores, but you know, you go through the whole adoption process. And like I said, it's easier getting a Russian child than it is to get, to get a cat in the city of Chicago. So 
I find, I mean, they call references, they take fingerprints, they, they, they do an anal probe. It's really messed up. So you finally finish and you go to the pet store to pick the cat up and, uh, you, you buy the little, you know, the little suitcase to put the cat in. Did and, you buy uh, like the, the real one or just like a box with holes? No, you I mean, it's I mean, mesh. It looks like a gym bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can carry that one on the train. Yeah. So they they go, okay, well, here's your cat. And they open the cage, and you're supposed to reach it. Now, this cat knows has no idea who the hell I am, right? <laughs> so you, and you don't, like, I don't know how to grab a cat. Aren't you, you know? just supposed to open it up and walk away and let the cat leave on its own? Well, it's a store, Clark. What is it? Can it catch a kid Uber? Oh, I just meant when you got home. Oh, I thought you got home with it and you opened it up and tried no, to reach No, it. no, 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 no. Okay. So I know that. You you open the door and you, you walk away and let the cat come out. Let but, the cat decide where it wants to go. Yeah, no, this is in the store. They open the cage, and instead of, like, these people who work there or feed the cat or play with the cat, they make this stranger walk in. So the cat looks up at me and it goes, fuck you, and it jumps backwards. And now it's I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I go to reach in, and this cat just – it bites my hand. It rips flesh. Yeah. I got blood dripping. The no, like, you oh don't. God. The cat jumps in the air, jumps out of the cage, runs underneath all the cages. Now it's free in the store, and the store is packed. There's people with dogs in there. They're, they're, they, they're getting on the radio. They're like, we got a loose cat. The fucking hell's breaking loose. You're thinking the, the deal's done. Like you are like, this deal is in jeopardy. I am concerned about the deal. Absolutely. And now my, my cat, I've come to know, is very talkative. She loves talking. Are you thinking about not doing a deal anymore? It just opened up. It opened up your arm. He's busted open, folks. Well, the girl's like, you, you know, I'm, I'm drawing. I got color. The girl's like, you, do you want a bandage? I'm like, no, no. It's, what? It's you're getting. Bad. Oh, you got color. I, I'm sorry. I thought maybe you, you're not going to faint or anything. No, 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 no. Because they can so get now, you like some a, a cat treat or something to kind of help you out there if you need it. These people have uh, these cages, and under the cages there's a clearance. Well, the cat goes under there, so the lady's like, she looks at me, she goes, "How do you want to do this? The fuck do you mean? How do I want to do this? The cat's loose. <laughs> I want I you to, I want you to bandage my arm, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I'm laying, and now I'm on my belly, on the floor, looking under the cage. The cat is just sitting in the back, and it just keeps going, fuck you, fuck you, you've never, you've never heard a cat scream like this. Matter of fact, one of the girls who came back from the back, she was the pet whisperer, she's like, I've never seen a cat that angry in my life. So the cat, she's like, how do you want to do this? She goes, you want me to get a broom? I go, I go, yeah, I get the broom. So, <laughs> like, what do I fucking know? <laughs> so she goes on one end, end of the underneath the cages. I go on the other, and I sweep this broom. And the cat. Now I'm worried. Wait, you gonna, got the broom? Yeah, I'm the one who's got to sweep. She the gives you out. the broom. It's their so, broom. Now, mind you, I'm on, I'm on my belly looking under the cage, and I'm worried this cat is going to come right for my eyes and just do what she did to my arm to my eyes and scratch <laughs> my eyes out. I'm worried I'm going to go blind. Why so, are you worried about your eyes? Because you're because looking the, under there? Yeah. I'm I'm on my belly, Clark, looking underneath the thing. Oh, my God. So it's just my head is level with the thing. So the cat 
it scoops, it starts running, it somehow jumps over over my arm. Uh, I have it for a second. It bites me. It gets away. Now it's running down an aisle in the store. Everyone is panicked. They end up chasing it with the broom under another cage. And she just, again, she starts swearing. And now she is not letting loose. She is yelling like fucking, I've never seen, I've never seen a creature this angry in my life. Oh my gosh. And you, how do you get out of the store? How does this, what? Well, so now the the one girl who, who let me try to get the cat, who allowed it to escape, she calls in the heavy hitter, the girl with the blue hair. And so the blue-haired lady comes over, and now she's a cat whisperer, and, and she's like, oh, my God, this cat's very angry. The other girl's like, should I get some food? She's like, yeah, yeah, go get food. They put the food down. The cat looks at the food like, no, fuck you. Nobody touch me. She's like, all right, we just got to let the cat chill for a minute. So the cat is not chilling. It just keeps going. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, like, am I going to be here all evening? Am I going to have to sit here till uh, the store closes? I, I don't know what the hell's going on. So finally the blue-haired lady reaches in to go, like, pet the cat. Oh, the cat kind of – and then he, she just grabs her. And now I got the bag. I'm like, put it in the bag. And then she just knows. Like shoving the cat in the bag, yep. zip it up. And I'm, I, I'm carrying the bag for a second, and I've never – it was like a horror movie. The cat hurls its body into the side of this bag. I've never felt anything. It was like a fish out of water. Just boom, boom. And she's swearing the whole way. I got her out of there. I put her in the car. She's swearing the entire time. Where, where, this, this is important. Where did you set, Where did you put her in the car? The front seat next to me. In the front seat next to you. Because you think you can keep her a little bit calm there. Like The trunk's out of, out of, out of line. The back oh, seat, yeah. probably not the best place. I have a question. If the cat had peed during this time, would it get through this cage? Would it have been on your seat? I don't know. I don't know. I'm That's just saying maybe it would have been a floor item. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. At this point, I mean, I got I got the killer cat. So uh, I'm like... Uh, you're you're I'm, in the car. You're driving. You're driving along. Of course, we hit the worst traffic. We're holding then, on to this thought because we want to invite you, the regular listener, to join us at 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834, or leave a, leave a tweet, leave a chat in the, in the Twitch line, leave a chat in the Facebook line. We're, we're coming at you all over the place. All right, you're driving along, Al. Things are going interesting. I hit traffic. And oh, you have to just... stop everywhere. She will not stop yelling. Like, oh. and I'm not, I'm not talking like a cute little meow. I'm talking like a. Rah! So, I turn up the Sturgill Simpson, and she comes down for like a second. Sturgill will do it. Elijah's got the. That's the comment of the night right there, Elijah. Right there. Love at first sight. Hell yes, brother. That's so, that's how a lot of relationships start. Let me tell you. So then she like comes down for a second, and then she starts swearing again. So we finally get to my place. And I'm like, all right, honey, you know, you're free now. I open the door, the bag. She jumps up, darts. I don't see her for about two days. No shit. She, yeah, that makes sense. Do you think she was awake while you were sleeping? She might have been. I don't know. Came she, out. I'll wake up and she'll be staring at me. So. Oh, yeah. That's a cat move, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, then again, I, I stare at her when she's sleeping. I finally found out where she was hiding. You know, I have the futon. Uh Next to the studio uh, desk. Yeah. Well, the area, the area of the futon, you know how a futon goes up and then it sets down. Yep. I have a, I have a cloth 
uh, that covers the futon and it covers the back. So she had like a little tent. So nice. she was in there and that's comfortable so put, for. Her. I put a little heating pad in there and uh, yeah, then she eventually started coming around and mm-hmm. she she still won't let me approach her, but she comes. She'll come to me and she'll come sit in my lap and you know watch wrestling with me. I bet tonight is very uh, it's it's very different. I bet tonight is very uh, like because I, I feel like you're talking more than you ever do while 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 the cat is around. So maybe maybe tonight maybe a regression in the relationship. So I'm just saying watch out for that. And you're talking a lot about Rygar. You're talking a lot about her, and she knows. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. Keep she knows for that. My my first favorite video game ever was Rygar. That's where the name comes from, Clark. I'm sure you were wondering. I was absolutely. I was going to ask that as 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 the question. Speaking of video games, uh, Elijah, longtime listener, uh, says uh, he's got a follow up. Did you find an Xbox One yet? Found a cat. Did you find an Xbox One? One idea on each piece. Um, the fuck is Mentos doing? They've got questions now on the candy. What's what's the question on the candy? Uh, sun, sunrise or sunset? That's a question. Fuck that. yeah. Everyone knows I'm a sunset guy. Anyways, um, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I and now I've given up because I'm broke. Cat costs a lot of fucking money. When you once you pay, she's got a water fountain that constantly splishes water and the food and the the, the toys and. Absolutely. Um, what about it? The Xbox One. Yeah, I can't afford it. I bought well, it. Can't. Well, I mean, you can take a little bit out of that that DraftKings fund. I could, but I haven't yet. So after the right. NFL season, maybe that makes sense. You're right. Um, you know, it's funny. I've always just let let money sit there until I really need it. So uh, I, I don't I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm going to see if I can recover uh, with work after uh, COVID and everything. Is there a chance you're going back to the old gig at any time, or no, or is that? Is that ship sailed completely? No, the plan is to go back. I mean, that's the idea right now. Is the plan that it opens back up and everything's peachy, right? Which seems to work out great. But right now, there's nothing certain. So, I just i I like that idea. I i I miss it. I miss you in that position sometimes. Mm-hmm. Me too. Do you? It's true. The Clark bars never have any questions. Um, people are always wondering. I'm always being asked questions. No one ever asks Clark anything. I'm a, I'm a pretty boring fellow these days. Maybe we should kind just of, change the name okay. of the show to Live at the Sports Attic with Al. What uh, what kind of cereal do, do you have in the morning? Me? Yeah. I generally don't eat a cereal. I eat this uh, this, like, protein bar from Aldi. We just call them Aldi bars. I forget what it is. It's like a, I either have the chocolate chip or the peanut butter, and then I'll have a banana with it. That's my first breakfast while the kids are here. If I don't have the banana, then when I get home, I'll fry up some eggs with a little bit of uh, some, some uh, sauteed peppers and onions, a little bit of breakfast sausage in there. Neighbor yeah. gave me a bagel the other day, so I turned it into a two-day sandwich, a bagel sandwich, everything bagel. Pretty good deal at home. How's that? Is that all right with you? Is that do I pass your test? Is it too hipster? I don't know. Yeah, the bagel thing is. 
Oh, the bagel thing's definitely too hipster, but but you know, I, I on the weekends I make eggs, bacon, and hash browns. That's my breakfast. Elijah's asking the real question. How's your blood pressure? Part? <laughs> well, the real answer to that, Elijah, is I haven't been checking in the last few months. Uh, I I do get a I, I do get a I average about fourteen thousand steps per day. I get out for three walks a week, um, and uh, I have been feeling like I've been doing a little bit less of that the last like two to three weeks. There was a spell there where the kids were home with me all the time. Then the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving leading into Christmas. January 1, I'm going to be that guy who January 1 makes all of the changes. I'll start double-checking on the blood pressure. I've been taking the medicine and all that stuff, uh, you know, on, on the uh, regular basis, and, and I'm doing all right. So that's the question for the 41-year-old. I know Elijah knew a lot about it when that was the issue. So I guess that you do have questions for Clark here once in a while. Al, do you know anything about your blood pressure? Yeah, any day now. Okay. You're going to have drop drop that any day now. No way. It's over. Yeah, sure. Uh no Xbox 1 then. You can't afford it right now. You did go out on a goose chase for it a couple weeks back. I did, yeah. Never got it. You play a lot of games on PC? Mm. No, I mean the PC is generally fantasy football. I do play some PC games, so, uh, but but generally speaking, I like to have a controller in my hand. Okay. There's not a controller for the PC? There is, but games on the PC, I generally like house games. I like point and click and just more simple uh, okay. resource strategy. So Lauren was looking for a way to buy a gift card for one of her employees, so she asked a friend of his if he does Xbox or um or PlayStation. And cause I was like, yeah, you can get him a gift card for it. That, that'll be great. But then he said, Oh, it's all PC. So then I, today I went out and I got a steam gift card. I was just saying, steam. is that what it is? That's just like, you can use it for any PC game anywhere. Yeah, or steam is steam, is or steam like the store that you go to. Is that the, is that my GameStop? Yeah. Steam, steam. Um, it, it houses the games too. So like like I go to my Steam account and all my games are just sitting in there. There's updates. There's communities. Um, you know I, I talk about RimWorld a lot. I used to talk about RimWorld. All yeah, the time. you did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that's on Steam. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. I got you. It's the online video game stop. It's where, or or they and they hold your games. It's a storage, if you will, a homepage. Well, I'm playing a game right now. So on Xbox, they give you there's something called the Game Pass, uh-huh. and it's thirty dollars a month, and you get like eighty games, and you get some really good games, you get some independent games, and I'm playing kind of an independent game right now where I'm a king, and basically you sit on the throne, and people come in and they go, oh, the you know this flooded, could you give us some food? Can you give us some uh, money for my daughter's wedding? Mm-hmm. And then you have a family. And then you're going to war with this other clan that you promised one of your kids to like uh, 20 years ago, and they've come to collect. And then your other daughter is getting married off. And you got three daughters, and there's a cat involved. It's uh, it's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. I got to get to that today. All right. Sounds like a good one. Uh, 
Elijah, a bit ago I asked you about the Bears, and, and your comment was Super Bowl is the next stop. Come on. Like, I, I, I have a feeling he's right about where we are on this, Al. Yeah. Just uh, mediocrity. Uh, sure, they make the playoffs, but what does that mean? If they do, like, they're, they're, there's a chance they don't. You need some help from the old uh, Chicago Cardinals there. I don't know what to say. Um, Bill Lazor running it, is that any different? Or is it just that they're not playing good defenses anymore? Again, they're not being pre- they're, if they're not pressuring the quarterback. This team can win. And Jacksonville's going to have a hard time pressuring the quarterback. They're going to win this game. But it's fool's gold. As soon as we get a team that can pressure the quarterback, they're going to get their asses kicked. Yeah. Uh, Sam Mustafer is now playing center. I know they're kind of shoring up the line a little bit. It's always been a band-aid kind of line. Like we, we haven't had a solid line in a long time as the Chicago bears. They, they just, they haven't. And maybe that's coming around a little bit. Um, what do you do about Allen Robinson guys? Franchise tag him. Franchise him. That's it. Piss him off. You can't piss these guys off anymore though. Yeah. I mean, you're, you look, you're going to get a top five uh, pay at the position. Uh Oh, there it is. He asked the one I did earlier there. We, we can go to Trubisky on the franchise tag real quick and we can jump back to Robinson. No. Huh? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think you franchise uh, Trubisky because, because it, Top you're, three. Just, you're giving up, right. You're, you're going to overpay him vastly. He's not a, he's not a top five quarterback. Um, and to earn that kind of money is just damning to your cap. And again, the cap's going to be tighter next year because of the collective bargaining agreement. So the cap's going down. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be in trouble. It's just, you know, he's, it's over. He it's, would be a lot less pissed off than Allen Robinson would be about a franchise tag. Like Robinson might not even play. If you can somehow get him for what he's worth, then sure, sign him. But um, Allen Robinson, I don't think Robinson would sit. You're going to have to overpay him, is what you, right? For Ooh. Robinson. Well, I mean, Robinson gets a huge pay a paycheck, and I mean, yeah, sure, he risks his body and his career, but. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's What's tough. the draft class look like next year? Is there going to be a decent quarterback that falls to the mid mid uh, first round? Like, wh- what's the deal there? It's wild. I don't know. It's wild. I I don't know. I you can't sign him cheap for a year, right? Like, I mean, it'd have to be the franchise. Well, is another team going to pay him? That that becomes the question. What are they going to pay him? Is somebody going to pay Mitch to come in as a starter at the very most? It'd be to compete for a job, I would think, right? I think somebody takes a chance on him. Especially if they get to the fucking playoffs. Especially if they find a way to pull out a playoff win. Right here. Uh-oh. We're going to introduce. Yeah. I don't know. I She's not moving. I have no idea to do it with Trubisky. And you think with Robinson, the only move is a uh, maybe, maybe a shield process. What, can't you just throw like a little catnip on the shoulder or something? <laughs> oh, dude, that's a tragic thing. I, I don't think she likes the catnip. What? Oh, I, I got I got North American catnip. Like, oh, I that's even... the problem. You owe the North American stuff. Yeah, that's where you make the mistake. It's it's the South American I always hear. You want to get the South American catnip. That's where the good shit comes in. Right the you good shit. You what you got so, there is basically North American ditchweed. 
is what you got. Like this is like you're picking it up from out in the sticks. So I so she got the catnip, and one time she she sniffed it, she rolled in it, and then she got she got stoned and she fell off the little perch she was laying oh, on. She had a bad experience. I laughed my ass off, and now every time I put the stuff out, she's like, eh. Because you tree. fucking laughed at her, man. That was she, she's sitting there rolling. She's she rolling like, in catnip. She's fucking high as a kite, living it up. And there's just you, her, 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 her guy is just sitting there like, oh man, laughing his ass off. Like, yeah, she doesn't want that shit. I have an idea. Slowly introduce it back out. Maybe edibles. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I actually, I just put it, like she's laying next to me right now, and I just put it in front of her. She she could care less. She here's, won't even sniff it. Here's the tip of the century right there, Al from Elijah. You can grow your own. We know a little something about growing your own. Yeah. Cheaply, and it's much better. Yeah. I think just leave it, leave it sitting out somewhere, and Rye Girl will try it on her own. Right? Like just let her explore. Yeah. I mean, she she eventually will roll in it. Is there anything that surprises you about owning a cat that you didn't think would be a thing, besides the 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 bad robotic uh, the bad robotic uh, what is that litter box cat box. the shit house yeah the shit house um, I would say she's probably she's far more intelligent than I would have guessed. Really, like they're, they're they're really smart and uh, always she watching talks. you. She talks a lot, which I, I didn't – I don't think I've ever had a cat that talks so much. They aren't all big talkers. I wonder – that's interesting. What what kind of talking is it? Is it just like, hey, what's going on? Is it when you see something new? Is it walking you know, in the room just like, hey, what are you doing? Um, it's when she wants something, and I think what she usually wants is to play. Okay. Like that's what I'm learning. Because she doesn't care about food, which is the other shocking thing. She's not an mm-hmm. eater. Okay, eats enough though. Like I you're think not, you're so. not concerned about the food. I'm I'm a little worried. I switched to dry cat food today uh, to see if she'll eat more. Because yeah, I mean, I'll put a can out in the morning and I'll come back and like a quarter of it will be gone. Come back after work. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might want to do the dry. I mean, hell, I'm I'm not a cat guy. I I don't know. I'll never own a cat, hell. Again, uh, my my wife is allergic. I own two cats in my life. As a as a kid, we had Tovitz, and then when I lived with my buddy Derek, we had Red for a few months. Yeah, that's we a had a lot. That's a beautiful cat, man. I had a lot of cats growing up, so. But yeah, it's been a long time, right, baby? Rygar, <laughs> like watch this. Look here, Rygar. Look, a whole bag of cat now. Most cats would be really excited. Yeah, okay. Oh, see? Yeah. Oh, loves it. Nope, she just wants to rub. Yeah, she wants my hand. Uh-huh. She wants. What do they do with the catnip? Like, how is it? does it become a thing? Do they bite it? Do they, they smell it? They smell it, they eat it, and they roll in it. They do eat it. They do eat it, yeah. Okay. I think it's the smell that gets them. Okay. All right. What's up, Rager? Well. So you want to what, – what, what else we got? Wrestling? 
Yeah, we we have wrestling. We can tidy up on the on this week. I, I don't think we ever got to wide receivers. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at maybe a Tyree Kill or a Calvin Ridley. Tyree Kill has that That's over fine. under of 54. He's going to cost yeah. you nine grand, but didn't you say you spend up on wide receiver? No, you spend down at wide and receiver. And chalk. You spend up he's at running chalk. back. Okay. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Listen, that I mean, that game is going to be the most owned game on, on the slate, and for good reason. I mean, Atlanta cannot stop a pass. Um, you have uh, Clyde Edwards, hilarious. I think he's hurt. Yeah. Uh, so you're you playing have, Bell. You, you have a team that can't stop the tight end. So Good night, Elijah. Have, Merry Christmas, brother. Take care, buddy. Happy New Year. Yep. You have Travis Kelsey, who's the highest-priced tight end in the history of DraftKings this week at 8500 You know, Oh, shit. Wide receiver, one prices. He's going to come with 20% ownership. Now, here's the deal. This is going to be the chalk game. There's a lot of reason to play this game. There's a lot of reason in cash to be on this game. Um, but in tournament, I would really consider – I wouldn't go full fade because there's just so much juice there. But, look, Atlanta – let's say Atlanta just slows them down a little bit. And mm-hmm. one of the risks you have with, with Kansas City is, you know, what, what, if, what if Tyreek Hill gets – has a decent game, but gives you 20 DraftKings points. Ty, uh, Kelsey gives you 20 DraftKings points. Sammy Watkins gives, you know, takes 15 DraftKings points. And maybe Mikhail Hardman has an eight-point game. Like that, realistically, that ball can be spread around that much. Um, and then the running back, whoever the running back is going into the game, uh, you know, Bell, let's say Ladavian Le- Bell gets one touchdown. Let's say they score four touchdowns against Atlanta, and then at halftime they go, you know what, we're just going to slow it down. Bell gets one of them. Uh-huh. So now now you have less of a chance for – now Kelsey can't have a two-score uh, game or Hill can't have a two-score game. So how do you stack this game? Yeah, the run back is easy, Calvin Ridley or Russell Gage. Um, but there's so much damn ownership. I mean, Russell Gage – should have no ownership. He's projected at nine to 12 points because there's just so much equity in this game. Uh, if you want to play this game stack, you have to pivot somewhere in the game stack to a player. You got to come off Kelsey. You got to come off Hill. One of the two. So you, you start in the homes, you play either Kelsey or Hill, not both. Number one, you couldn't afford it. Number two, you got to You got to get creative and you got to play uh, Mikel Hardman at 2% ownership. Demarcus Robinson is at 0%. That's a bad play, though. Sammy Watkins Sammy Watkins at 5% ownership. You have to bite the bullet on one of those guys. That's the only way you're going to win a tournament there. So uh, it, is a game, it is a game that's worth playing. I see potential for it to fail. Um, and everybody, everybody's going to be on this game. Everybody's going to be on this fucking game. Like, you're not getting away. Yeah, you're not getting away from that. Now, if you wanted to play more strategic, one of the four o'clock games I'm really liking, and I hinted towards this earlier, but you get uh, you go Justin Justin uh, Herbert 
at uh, 7,400. So you're already spending a little less at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, you stack him with his number one receiver. Keenan Allen's projected at five to eight percent ownership. Uh, Herbert projected at five to eight percent ownership. Now again, uh, Tyree Kill, twenty-one to twenty-five percent ownership. Uh, Mahomes, thirteen to sixteen percent ownership. Kelsey, seventeen to twenty percent ownership. So now you're getting basically a very similar team, and I realize the uh, point total isn't as high, mm-hmm. but Kansas City could slaughter the Falcons and, and just slow the game down. Denver, Denver's been playing okay at times. So you, you know, instead of instead of Kelsey, you get Hunter Henry, another good quarterback, a uh, uh, tight end. He's forty seven hundred versus eighty five hundred, five to eight percent ownership. You know, if you want to get crazy, Mike Williams, two to four percent ownership at forty five hundred. Now here's where it gets even more beautiful: the run back. Yep. If you want to run it back with KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy, okay. Jer- Jerry Judy is their number two receiver who gets most of the work. He's thirty seven hundred. <laughs> He's practically free. He's under four thousand, and again, five to eight percent ownership. So you're just gonna you're gonna have this if this stack goes off, you are at such an advantage, especially if that Kansas City stack fails early in the day, mm-hmm. you have a chance to win this thing at a late game. And, and it's very realistic. If, if I'm playing Kansas city stacks and, and, and Kansas city fails early, I'm definitely going to start looking heavy at those afternoon stacks with, with, uh, with Justin and uh, uh, against Drew Locke. I mean, I would even consider playing Drew Locke in a run back. And, and running back with the uh, with the Chargers receivers, I I like our chances uh, when when you're playing Drew. Yeah, with, with a, yeah, Drew Locke with the comeback. Put on the jersey. Let's get it done. Boom. Let's do it, man. Absolutely. Drew Locke's going to have two to four percent ownership. This game could shoot out. I mean, it's in San Diego. It's going to be nice weather. They're Los Angeles now. I guess is the, uh, where they're at. Are they playing? And they they could still play in California. Oh yeah, it was the northern ones. The San Francisco had to play move. I mean, the other late game is you're gonna you're gonna have Jalen Hurts. You can run him naked. Uh, you know, run it back on the other side and be really tilted because he never fucking uh, puts up points. But you can run it back with uh, Michael Gallup. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that might do I, it. Marvin Jones, man, for wide receiver. He's chalk, right? He's projected at ten to twenty percent. He's sixty three hundred. Game is that? No, he's playing that, against Tampa Bay. Is that the main slate? That's not the main slate. Oh, it's not. It must not be. Hang on. Oh yeah, I'm not on the slate there. I'm sorry. Man, I knew last week was going to be weird when Marvin Jones was really high in my projections. And and he paid off, man. And you and went with it. Off. Yeah. Yeah, I went with him in that game stack. I wish I would have went with him more. Yeah. Uh what about it? Wrestling. Uh I am enjoying what I'm seeing with uh AEW over on Impact a little bit. I like that they last week they made a match with Kenny Omega and his former Bullet Club brothers. Yeah, uh, cool. wasn't that kind of the first? You were just getting into NJPW as the Good Brothers left to go to WWE. Yep. Would that be about right? 
That's true. Um, yeah. Yep. It's Anderson and Gallows. But they get to team up together. And then uh, I like <laughs> – I like the two Tonys doing the uh, buying ad space, Tony, Tony Schiavone and then owner uh, Tony Khan of the Jaguars and some soccer team over in, you know, Europe, uh, the Khan family, uh, Tony Khan. I, I like, I like those commercials where they're buying ad space and they hinted uh, wildly at, it's not just going to be with Kenny Omega here. It looks like they're going to have some tag team interactions too. So I like that. I think they're taking it slow, and we'll see. I like that angle with AEW. Well, I'm very excited, of course. Well, number one, I'm really enjoying the Kenny Omega stuff with Don Callis. Um, I think it's interesting. I'm curious what what they do tonight, if anything. Is tonight the late because of the basketball game, or is that next? Yeah, it's late because of basketball. Um, Yeah, I'm curious to see to see you know if they try to grab a new audience after the basketball, or if they kind of take a week off. Um, but I, yeah, I'm once again interested in what happens next with Kenny Omega. It'd so. probably be the time to do something with Shaq, <laughs> with Shaq since he's involved. I would think, I don't know, maybe he shows up on inside the NBA at the end of basketball tonight. That might, somebody might show up at the inside of, at the end of inside the NBA just before we'll see. That could be the crossover, but you're right. You, you've been talking, are you kind of happy being that, I mean, Kenny Omega hasn't really been as an on-screen performer since AEW started. It hasn't been doing it until the recent, the recent resurgence, the impact thing, the Don Callis. Like, are you very relieved? Are you happy to see what they're doing with him? Yeah, I am. I'm very relieved. I'm happy that we, we could finally see Kenny Omega. If he could become a, a star in America, he's been a star everywhere else, Mexico, you know, Japan, um, Canada, but he's never, he's never been able to make it in one of the big American promotions. And now let's see if he could do it. And I, I think he can, uh, but I'm curious as what they do with the character. I've never completely understood his character and uh, I'm hoping maybe I can get a little more clarity and uh, I, I'm ready you know, to go along on the ride. I'm happy it's happening. Good. Awesome. Uh, Young Bucks hitting their stride for you too. You know, I've never been a fan. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've never been a big Young Bucks guy. I've liked some of their work. Too much, um, too many spots. I don't even want to say that because I really like lightweight wrestling in Japan, and okay. that's pretty much what it is. Were you happy uh, with them in Japan? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed them. They only got like 15 minutes, but I don't like. I don't. I maybe uh, you connect with them as characters. Yeah. No, not exactly. I mean, they just don't seem like dudes I would hang out with. Right, right. And like, I, they're they're kind of heel thing. Their cockiness, their arrogance. I I don't know if they're trying to be a heel with that. And I just I don't like the dudes. I just, I mean, I've met them. They're very nice gentlemen. Like they're they're the people behind the characters are really good dudes, and I know that they they mean well. And but. I've just never been a young bucks guy and I don't think I'm going to start. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I've been feeling good about that show as of late AEW. So I'll watch tonight and see, I know you don't care too much about sting showing up, but it makes me happy. Is that that snow guy? Yeah. yeah. The snow comes and then the old guy limps out with a, he's got, 
His, uh-huh. his bat was left in oh, a dryer yeah. and shrunk. Oh, yeah, and he's ready to just beat the shit out of people with his bat. It'll be great. It'll be fun. It's fantastic. Oh, I got to get that off the screen. Larcher, why don't you just call me off when that, when, when that kind of thing's happening? Ah, we'll see. Uh, Raw ratings have been pretty low. SmackDown seems to still be carrying it. The Roman Reigns storyline still moving along. How was the pay-per-view, Al? Did you see the WWE pay-per-view? Bray Wyatt got burnt, burnt up. He's gone. That's about all I saw. Yeah, yeah, but they murdered Bray Wyatt. Uh He turned into a pile of ashes. And now uh, Alexa Bliss is, uh, she's got a playhouse. She's got a swing set in the ring. And uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. All right. Uh, shit, man. We're almost out of the two hours that we do uh, over on Blog Talk. So. Well, so are you are you going to watch some Wrestle Kingdom with me this year? Or? Yeah. I'm in. All right. I'll see you that Monday. It's two Monday, nights again. Monday the fourth, I'll be over uh, with some sushi, and we'll uh, we'll watch night oh, one. I'm down with sushi. Last time we did some J- J- Japan wrestling, we did uh, wings. Oh yeah. But I'm down with sushi. I'm telling you, go to Lawrence. That's where I went. I got sushi last week. It was great. Go to where? Lawrence. Lawrence Fish. They make the best sushi. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, we'll run down the card next week since. Uh, oh, yeah. We're running out of the time here tonight. We do have time to run down it next week, right? Yeah, we'll before, do it next week. Before the show? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you were going for it. Our time our time here. There you go. We're getting, it's over. It's done. We're getting the word. Come on, everybody. Al, thanks for. Good to see you again. All right. Likewise. I'll see you in person, maybe? Wow, hopefully soon. I don't know. Let's grab lunch, dinner. See you next week. We'll be on Tuesday. Let's do Tuesday next week, 6.30 p.m. All right, sounds good. All right, see you later.